Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, Future Tech Podcast listeners. This is your host, Juliet Lamar. And with me right now, I have Misha Espios. I hope I'm saying that right. He is the co-founder and CEO at Nova Credit Incorporated. Hello, Misha. Hey, nice to, nice to speak with you. Yes, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Of course, my pleasure. So let's get started with uh, what you guys do and who you are. So a little bit about myself and background and all that kind of fun stuff? Yeah. Sure. So um, uh, my background originally from Russia. I came to the States uh, right after the fall of the Soviet Union. Uh, in the early 90s, uh, so I've been here for almost 30 years. Um, lived around the U.S., uh, studied math undergrad, and um, started my career in financial services. I uh, was at Goldman uh, and Apollo for a few years, and then ran away from sort of the traditional finance world, uh, came out to the West Coast, uh, and started a business called uh, Nova Credit. Uh, and what we are, to use some industry jargon, is, uh, to our knowledge, the world's only cross-border uh, credit reporting agency. Uh, which is a lot of jargon that effectively means that we enable people to move their financial identity uh, around the world. And you know, a little bit about our origin story, we started as a uh, research project uh, in one of the graduate programs at Stanford, uh, trying to better understand financial access uh, for uh, graduate students. In doing our research, we clearly realized that uh, about half of the student body was foreign and 100% of that half when they come to the U.S., can't access financial services. So they can't get access to a credit card. 
a student loan, uh, an auto loan, uh, apartment leases, getting onto a cell phone plan, insurance, and many other use cases. And the reason for it is not that banks are intrinsically uh, bad or, or evil or even that the credit bureaus are bad. It's that no one's actually built a really complicated piece of technology to link together um, all these global and growing consumer reporting databases into one network. Uh, and that is precisely what we do. Wow. You know, it's funny because I haven't lived in another country. I just assumed this already existed because I knew I do know people who move somewhere for work for several years to a different country and they come back or they like it and they stay. But I just assumed that you could bring all of your financial information with you and it wouldn't be a problem. But this is a huge issue. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little ridiculous that in, you know, 2018 when we're talking about uh, bringing people to, you know, to Mars uh, that you still can't uh, actually bring your financial identity into the country. And what's even more absurd is, you know, even our friendly neighbors to the north and south, you know, Mexico and Canada, people from those countries coming into the U.S. can't uh, come in. I mean, when they do come in, they come as a blank slate. Uh, and even when Americans move around the world, whether they be, you know, military service uh, or, you know, U.S. expats around the world, they have to start over wherever they go. That's that's just crazy that this doesn't exist yet. I'm so happy that you're starting this. So um, tell, tell us more about it. How does it how does it work, you know, from start to finish for someone who's trying to, to get started? Yeah, so the, the actual user experience is, is really, really straightforward. So you're uh, applying for, you know, some sort of a financial product, um, call it a, a credit card or a student loan or um, a, you know, apartment lease. And in the middle of that application experience, uh, embedded into that application experience uh, will be our core technology, which allows the user to instantly access their foreign uh, credit data and then opt into sharing that information with whatever, uh, you know, card issuer or student loan provider or landlord uh, that they're working with. Uh, and in doing so, give the landlord the ability to actually approve them uh, on the spot. So the user experience is, is very seamless. It's a few seconds, you know, 30, 30 to 45 seconds to go through the entire application and authenticate themselves. But on the back end, there's an incredible amount of work that's going on, um, you know, going into the foreign uh, credit databases, which we've spent, you know, months, if not years, building relationships with bureaus around the world, um, standardizing that information, making it compliant with all sorts of U.S. regulation, um, which I'm more than happy to elaborate on, and then making that readily available for uh, for issuers and uh, landlords and other uh, buyers of this type of information. Yeah, and go ahead and walk us through some of the hoops you're, you'd have to jump through that you're speaking about. Oh, man, where to begin? Um, <laughs> I mean, every, every international market, as you can imagine, has its own, set of, uh, its own set of regulations, right? So you have data privacy rules in every market. You have consumer reporting rules, other forms of sort of consumer protection rules, and there's all, uh, you know, an entire uh, new wave of, uh, international and cross-border regulations that are being pushed out. You may have heard of GDPR uh, coming out of the EU, which takes uh, which comes into effect in May. Uh, and all of these rules are incredibly complex, and frankly, they differ from country to country. So one of the most challenging pieces of our model and, and all the systems we have to build is we have to operate in a manner that we are in compliance with all those rules around the world. Uh, and that takes an incredible amount of work, um, and we have a really world-class legal and compliance department that we built here help us navigate uh, a lot of that. Um, on the sort of technical side of, of the world, you know, consumer reporting is different around the world. So the actual database structures, the systems, the, um, you know, the availability of the information 
Um, the definitions of pieces of that information can differ as well as the credit scoring. So the core sort of technical competency is one of creating uh, a system where a consumer uh, credit report from, you know, from India can look the same as a report from Mexico, uh, can look the same as, you know, a traditional U.S. file. So that our, you know, our end customers can, can look at that information uh, and make an informed underwriting decision uh, in real time. And then your your clients can also just take their quote unquote you know their folder their financial folder with them different places and it would all be uniform and easy for people to read. So if they had to change multiple countries, they could. Yep, exactly. So you know if you then want to move you know from the U.S. into Canada, uh, you could you know bring your financial identity with you. And we've actually uh, recently kicked off a number of initiatives in, you know, with our friendly neighbors to the north. Awesome. Um, this is something yeah, I mean, just one more point on the regulatory side is, you know, this consumer reporting space is one that is governed by, you know, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, um, and you know, it's very complicated to be a data provider uh, around this highly regulated space, and we've spent a lot of time um, ensuring that the information that we uh, that we work on um, and, and compile into the U.S. is actually sort of accounting for that and compliant with those sources. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. This, you ask for a deep time, dive into regulatory, we can go there. Yeah. <laughs> I let you go there. I let you do it. <laughs> um, at this time, are you get, are you dealing mostly with people who are coming to the U.S., or is it is it both sides? Is it people leaving the U.S., people doing different countries other than the U.S.? What are you seeing most of? Yeah, so our, our focus is primarily, well, part of our origin store is actually obviously solving the problem here in the U.S., and so we've built an incredible amount of uh, global data relationships um, to allow sort of the uh, ability for information to move into the U.S., so focus primarily on the immigrant corridors of people migrating here. Um, but we do have you know, plans uh, and um, you know, expectations to move into other core markets and serve you know, every major immigrant corridor in the world. Um, Canada is sort of the next uh, big step for us. Um, as you may know, Canada has the highest immigrant density of any G8 country. Um, over 55% of cities like Toronto and Vancouver are, are foreign-born. So this is a much-needed solution in places like Canada. Absolutely. So what are the what are the primary things that people who are relocating need? Is it is it they're coming and they want to buy a house? They just want to get somewhere to rent? Is it simply just trying to set up a bank account and get a credit card? I would assume that's probably the first step. Yeah. I, I mean. You know, Im- immigration is an incredibly difficult uh, period of transition. And, you know, our entire founding team was was born abroad. Uh, my co-founder Nikki was uh, was born in, in the UK, and her family's from Greece. And Luke, our CTO, is originally from the Netherlands uh, before coming out for for grad school. And you know, everyone has their own unique sort of immigration story where you have to learn a new language. Um, your education isn't necessarily understood. You don't have nearly the same sort of economic social safety net that you had back in your home country. And then on top of that, the you know the traditional financial services sector uh, shuts you out and makes it very difficult for you to establish your financial identity here. And so the, the types of services that, that people need are, you know, exactly what you would need, what you would expect them to need. So it's setting up a regular checking account. It's setting up a, uh, a credit card account, getting some sort of term debt. So if you're here for, uh, for school, getting a student loan with your you know, here for employment, you likely need an auto loan of some sort. If you're, you know, unless you're an Uber or Lyft fanatic, you know, you need to get an apartment lease. You need to turn on your cell phone plan. Uh, you need to buy insurance. All of those services that consumers need uh, require some sort of financial identity and credit data 
to uh, enable consumers to instantly access them. And without it, it's very hard to get started. Mm-hmm. And with sharing all this information and trying to transfer it all around, um, I'm assuming there's a lot of security that goes with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've had to invest in, in really world-class uh, security as part of establishing uh, these systems and you know, following all sorts of best practices um, and being a, a vendor that is bank-ready, right, that is ready to, to serve some of the most um, you know, most prized um, customers and therefore you know, most in need of um, you know, having secure uh, vendors that can satisfy their own information. Absolutely. And you're also hiring right now, I see on your website. That's exciting. You're expanding. That, that we are, yeah. Um, constantly sort of growing the team and uh, bringing together, you know, best-in-class uh, people for various uh, various functions that we're investing in. Um, you know, it, it probably would, would strike you of no surprise that the vast majority of our team is either first or second generation immigrants here because you know, we've pulled together really a mini United Nations or, or World Bank of, of people from all around the world who, you know, everyone here is based in San Francisco, but we've all, either through ourselves or through our parents, felt some version of this problem and are, are really sort of committed from a mission perspective to, you know, helping make immigration at least a little bit easier. And do you see it potentially getting a little easier with, with products such as your such as Nova, um, but also just because we're becoming such a global a global war, a nation, really everyone is connected, everyone is moving around. I mean, do you see that on the horizon? I mean, that's that's the ideal, right? That's the dream that we're pushing for. Um, and by making information more readily available, you actually can solve this problem. Right? So we're already solving the problem that you know, we originally found and informed this business around in the student lending space, in the credit card space as well as in the housing space where, you know, to, to go through one example, you know, in the housing space, if you apply for an apartment and you don't have a U.S. credit history, a uh, typical landlord will say, well, I don't know who you are, and I'm going to need an extra six or even 12 months of deposit to, um, you know, to bring you in as my tenant. And through the use of better information, that incremental security deposit, which is a huge liquidity drain on someone who's just moved, um, can be lifted, right? and they can be treated uh, more equally uh, when they first come to come to the states. Exactly. I mean, that's I can't imagine having to pay for half a year of your apartment as soon as you just traveled across the globe to get somewhere, and you're trying to you're being stressed by so many other external factors. Um, so when someone yeah. moves over and they're trying to find an apartment or they're trying to sign up with a credit card, they're using your service. How much handholding do you do? Um, you know, is it, is it pretty open communication for them to get answers? Or do you kind of give them the software, give them the tools, and if they have specific questions, you help them? Yeah, so it's a, it's a fully automated experience. So they don't even have to know about Nova. They don't have to come to our website. Um, you can, you know, apply through any of the partners who have started using our service who are, who are committed to serving this segment of the population who want to serve, you know, newcomers or immigrants or refugees or migrants or expats, however you want to define this population. And right in the middle of that core, you know, application experience, there's a quick sort of uh, addition to it where they quickly ac- access their file from abroad and bring, uh, securely into the U.S. Wonderful. And who are some of your partners? Uh, we've had a few press releases uh, in the last few months. Um, you know, one of the businesses you may have heard of is one called uh, Empower, uh, which is one of the leading international student lenders uh, here in the U.S., uh, based out on the East Coast in D.C. Um, another partner of ours is uh, First Advantage, who uh, does a lot of the uh, tenant screens here in this country, and they've been a great partner to us. Um, and a few more, I'm, I'm happy to name, and various others. Excellent. 
So through this whole process, I mean, it sounds very intricate and also very pulling on your heartstrings a little bit. What are what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned while trying to solve this huge issue? Oh man, where to begin? Um, there's, <laughs> there's, you know, you know, I, I think. Personally, just the the importance of you know working with a team that um, you truly admire. You know, everyone that we've pulled into the organization is um, really special in, in their own way and really committed to sort of a higher purpose. Uh, and when you have, when you are lucky to find an opportunity that sits at the intersection of being on one side a very exciting uh, sort of technical uh, and, 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 and sort of business model challenge, and on the other side. Uh, a very mission-driven organization. You have the ability to pull together really best-in-class people, and you know, I, I never, um, I never really appreciated just how important having a very clear and easy to articulate mission is to um, to building and scaling you know, a world-class organization, and that's really what we what we aspire to do. That's absolutely. I mean, this this is now something that I'm caring about because I didn't even know that it was a problem, but now I'm thinking, oh my gosh, these people are in under such yeah. stress just. Despite everything else I knew about, now it's this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we first got started, I mean, immigration wasn't you know as hotly contested of a topic as it has become uh, in the last you know year and a half or so. And immigration was just one of the topics that was you know covered from time to time, like tax or tariffs or you know trade wars and and other topics. But obviously, uh, in light of you know the geopolitical uh, environment that we're in, it's become a much more contested and uh, passionate uh, area for many folks. Absolutely. So if someone wants to come and, and work for your company, you know, what is the best way for them to get in contact with you? What kind of people are you looking for? Um, so contact is easy. Just go to our website, uh, neednova.com, N-E-E-D-N-O-V-A.com, or search Nova Credit. Um, and we have an you know, email address here. You know, folks are more than welcome to, to, to send an email to or check out our jobs page. So they'll give you a sense for the roles that we have open. Uh, in terms of you know, people that we're uh, excited about um, bringing into the business. It's, you know, I think first and foremost, people who, who care about this problem and the mission of our work of creating a more sort of a more integrated world where people are, are treated more equally, where it's not about where you're from or where you're going, but everyone deserves an equal opportunity. And in terms of, sort of more functional uh, expertise, uh, we're always on the lookout for amazing uh, front-end engineers, back-end engineers, uh, as well as uh, exceptional uh, sales products and, and go-to-market things. Uh, absolutely, everyone needs those. <laughs> so, uh, do you exactly. have any client stories? Do you have any client stories that you'd like to share or that you're able to share? Um, yeah, I mean, we got a, we got a note the other the other week from um, a consumer who was applying for for an apartment on the East Coast um, through one of our partners who, who started using our service, and you know that um, that property manager. Uh, used to have a uh, requirement where anyone who's new to this country would be required to put down a few months of deposit, right? And that uh, was that became a blocker for this consumer uh, in in her ability to uh, actually access um, the apartments. Just she didn't have the capital, and you couldn't actually go out and get a loan um, because you're also shut out of the financial services sector. Um, but by bringing you know her financial history, uh, in this case from India. Uh, the actual security deposit was lowered down to one month, right? and that was something you know that you know we got like a, a thank you note over email um, for you know from that applicant, and it was just a really exciting moment to see you know having an actual real impact on uh, the financial well-being and security of of someone who you know is going through a particularly vulnerable time of, of moving to a new country and you know, not having 
you know, the support system around you that you used to. Of course. Oh, that's very touching. And and you're seeing it in real people's lives. It's not just numbers of immigrants. It's not just bank numbers. This is a real person that's truly affected by the services that you're providing. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that, that, that's what motivates us every day is to hear those those customer stories and, and it really have a positive impact on uh, on the ability for, for people to come here and um, and have a more smooth transition. It's that old adage of, of, you know, the man walking down the beach and he's throwing the starfish back into the water and someone says, there's so many starfish, you can't possibly help them all. And he picks up another one and throws it in the water and says, well, I helped that one. And it's it's true. It's just you're you're helping one at a time as many people as you can, and eventually you will be able to get to everyone or most. <laughs> yep, that's the dream. <laughs> so it, it, it'll know, be a life's work to clear that beach of all its starfish. <laughs> <laughs> one can, one can dream. One can dream, and if you're passionate enough, you just keep on going. And so, speaking about dreaming, you know, where do you see this company in in three to five years? I mean, there's there's no shortage of ambition um, on our team. Um, I think that you know the, the core business is, is one of, of solving this this problem of um, helping people move their financial identity around the world. And over the next few years, uh, we have our eyes set on you know not only making this problem go away in the U.S. but also solving it uh, around the world. Um, you know, it, it brings me and, and our team an incredible amount of excitement to you know look at the you know the you know the, the size of the problem that we've set out to. To, to take down and to, and to crack and to really start to you know, have our eyes set on a solution that is working. And for you know anyone who comes into this country or to the U.S. or any other major immigrant destination to know of the availability of the service, to know that you know they don't have to start completely over. Um, and I think you know three to five years, we've got a lot of conviction and confidence that the problem will be done. Absolutely, and that's what's good for what's good for this is is good for the world. Uh, you know you're sharing ideas, sharing people, resources, information, and it's going to continue to grow a smarter, more connected world in general, which is always good. More information is good. Yeah. More more accurate information is good <laughs> um, in light of some of the news from this past, last past couple of weeks. Yeah. Well, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners here today? No, just as, you know, it's been a, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. I think you know for the listeners out there, to the extent you have any interest in, in getting involved and learning more about uh, what we're doing, whether that be from you know recruiting perspective, from a potential partner or customer perspective, uh, feel free to reach out. Feel free to reach uh, reach out to me directly, um, and we'd be delighted to to explore um, what we could do together. Absolutely, Misha. Thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for taking on such a large issue and trying to tackle it. That's a really wonderful thing. Thank you. Yeah, of course, it's a you know it's, it's a exciting problem to you know to really focus on and to, to dedicate at the very least a chapter of, of my and our and our team's career to. Um, and it's a problem that you know will soon be gone, and that gives us a lot of uh, a lot of excitement and, and faith and um and you know in creating something that is, is long long past overdue. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, and we hope to hear more from you in the future. Awesome. Thanks for the time. Absolutely. That was Misha Espiov. He is the co-founder and CEO at Nova Credit Incorporated. Their website is www.neednova.com. Check it out. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on Future Tech Podcast. See you later. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018. 
the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.